Stetson Bennett for Heisman, every time that I convince myself that Georgia doesn't have the offense or the the modern tools to, you know, beat a team that quote-unquote is more modern than they are, I'm proven wrong. It was the case with Alabama in last year's national title game, though there might be an argument that if Jamison Williams was healthy, Alabama would win that game. I would support that argument. But this, there is no what-if scenario if Tennessee would beat Georgia here. There isn't one. This game was 27-6 at one point in the game. 27-6. It actually was that way from 109 in the third quarter to 415 in the fourth. This game was a bloodletting by Georgia standards. What Kirby Smart did, chuckling behind his headset, was watch as his coordinators orchestrated the ultimate, and he himself orchestrated it too, let's not get this mistaken, as he orchestrated a constricting of the nation's number one scoring offense, holding them to 13 points, their only touchdown being a garbage time TD, holding Hendon Hooker, who by some was the favorite to win the Heisman, to 23 out of 33, 195 yards, and a pick. This game was nothing like 2019's Game of the Century. Nothing. By the end of the first, you knew who the victor was likely going to be, and by halftime, it was all but certain. The 24-6 score, 18-point lead. Georgia was favored by 10 as the game started, and Georgia still covered. This is just, what a job by Kirby Smart. This defense is elite. No questions asked. It might be the best in the nation for the second year in a row. Now, would it be as good as last year's defense? I don't think so. But last year's defense, that standard of defense is hard for any team, regardless of talent, to replicate. They had so many first-rounders. Nicobe Dean wasn't even one of those first-rounders. It was just phenomenal defense last year, phenomenal defense this year. But I think Georgia's offense this year, like what they are doing on offense this year, similarly to last year, it's a sneaky good offense. Stetson Bennett has not, is not and will never be a world-beater at QB. But you know why I opened the video with Stetson Bennett for Heisman, even though he has a good supporting cast, and there was some sarcasm to that tone. He is a former walk-on. He's 5'11", 190 pounds. That's like not the typical build for a, a Power 5 QB. When you think of that, you probably think of a QB for the service academies. Who's He's a scrambler, he's scrappy, and Stetson Bennett is those things. Stetson Bennett also can have a Tom Brady-esque deep ball. Stetson Bennett can take hard hits and bounce right back up. Stetson Bennett has swag. He has attitude. Stetson Bennett might not be the best player in college football, but he might be the best story developmental-wise in college football. And you can thank his work ethic for that. You can thank Kirby Smart for that. You can thank Todd Monken for that, who's the offensive coordinator and QB coach at Georgia. Georgia just tore Tennessee apart. Tennessee had an opportunity to go up 7-0, quiet the crowd, because Stetson Bennett made a mistake. 
and he fumbled. And Georgia held Tennessee to a field goal. Stetson Bennett in five plays, 80 yards, 133 TOP. Georgia's Georgia's offense can strike. They don't even have to chew clock. Like when their offense chews clock, it's because they want the game to be over. They're explosive. Five plays, 80 yards. Stetson Bennett on third down. Scrambles for a 13-yard TD. Outran everyone. Took a big hit to the head. Stood right back up. Celebrated. Crowd went ballistic. And from there, Tennessee just slowly began to crumble. And then, of course, touchdown with three minutes and 32 seconds left in the first quarter. One play and Lad McConkey and Stetson Bennett connect for a touchdown, 14 to three at the end of the first quarter. And then Georgia scores 10 points in the second. Tennessee has another field goal by Chase McGrath. The closest Tennessee got was in the beginning. They started out taking the lead, which is what Tennessee did last year against Georgia. This game was a repeat of last year's game for all intents and purposes, except it was lower scoring and Tennessee and Georgia this year are closer than they are last year, if we are being completely honest. Tennessee looked rattled by Sanford Stadium, several false starts. I don't think Tennessee played their A-plus game, and I think that's the consequence of, you know, playing several great opponents and playing great against them, crushing LSU, crushing Alabama on defense and beating them, crushing Kentucky. I mean, those are A-level performances with the talent Kentucky has. And admittedly, this is a fact that I have had a very hard time overcoming, but unless you're one of the greatest teams of all time, you can't play your A-game in every game. And I think Tennessee ran out of playing their A-game. And Georgia, at the same time, played their best game since the Oregon game. I watched 97 won the ticket in Detroit with Mike Valeni and Rico Beard, and they mentioned something that I found interesting, and I found that it could have been particularly true. I think Ohio State exemplified this in today's game against Northwestern, though I think it would have been hard for them to score more than 21 points. Ohio State didn't play their A game. They looked bored at some points, and I think that's what Georgia has looked like when they've you know faced Missouri and Vanderbilt and Auburn and Florida, and and these other teams where they have, they'll dominate in some of those. In other games, they're completely sloppy, like Kent State and Missouri. But they look vulnerable despite that. And they Georgia looked anything but vulnerable in this game. Like 27-13, to 13, they didn't even dominate T.O.P. Georgia did not even dominate T.O.P. The game was played to Georgia's liking. Georgia had 31 minutes of T.O.P. to Tennessee's 29. Like, Georgia had the better offense, and a lot of that was because Tennessee's defense can't challenge Georgia's offense as much as Georgia's defense can challenge Tennessee's offense. There's a mismatch there. Tennessee's lack of having a great defense, not just secondary, like it wasn't just secondary that was the concern. Georgia was able to run all over Tennessee. I know at the end of the game they averaged 3.5 yards per carry, but they had longs of 15, 20, 13 from Stetson Bennett, and it was just enough. They had just enough 
momentum-spurring runs to where it helped them in the pass game. It forced Tennessee's defense to, you know, Tennessee couldn't treat Georgia like, oh, we can stop Georgia's run, so all we have to worry about is the pass. No. There were so many one-on-one opportunities that Georgia just exploited in the same way that Tennessee exploited Jalen Hyatt over DeMarco Hellams in the Tennessee-Alabama game. So amazing coaching job by Kirby Smart. Game was played to Georgia's liking in every way, offense, defense, special teams. Stetson Bennett, it's time to have this conversation. Last year, he was third in QBR. One of the, He's insanely high in passer rating, too. This year, his passer rating has taken a fall off. It's a 150.6. Last year, it was a 176.7. It's going to go higher after he had a 180 passer rating in this game. His QBR was a 98 versus Tennessee, so that's going to go up, too. I know he has a great supporting cast. There's no doubt about that. But Stetson Bennett's a top 10 QB in the nation. I'm a Michigan fan. Listen, J.J. McCarthy has a higher ceiling than Stetson Bennett. At the same time, though, I can take both of their current performances, Stetson Bennett having a better deep ball, and probably being a similar scrambler, maybe better, and I can stay if, you know, if I just wanted to win this year and didn't care about the future, like if we were running a fantasy team here, I would take Stetson Bennett. I just would. And and heck, Stetson Bennett passes more than J.J. McCarthy. Georgia's offense this year, Bennett's 13th in total yards as of before today's games played, like 13th in total passing yards. Todd Monken has moved, is, has moved this offense to a more modern look. And... It is, it's fantastic. Call it what it is. Tennessee's still a great team. They're just not on Georgia's level as well. I fell for the illusion that Tennessee was the second best team in the country. That's not the case. Not the case one bit. One bit. Tennessee's not the second best team in the country. Michigan might not have done what Georgia did to them, did to Tennessee, but Michigan probably would have beaten this Tennessee squad just watching the game. Like Michigan and Georgia, Georgia, in my mind, they're a little more modern than Michigan. Michigan runs the ball better. Georgia obviously passes the ball better. There's no question about that. But both are overall solid, very solid on defense. And they have good special teams units. Very underrated. I mean, um, Georgia's kicker might be one of the best, might be one of the best kickers in the pots in the country. Jack Pods Pod Podle, Podlesny, yeah, Jack Podlesny. I don't know why that's a tongue twister for me, but whatever. Georgia is fantastic. This game still shows that you need defense to win championships, and I actually did some statistical analysis the other day of teams in the college football playoff and like if scoring defense or scoring offense is a better indicator of going to the college football playoff or winning it all. And in the college football playoff era, um, there've been more teams that have won the national title who have better scoring defenses than offenses than vice versa. So I guess the saying that defense wins championships is still apparent in the modern era of college football. It's more like, Defense wins championships if you have a good offense or a great offense that runs a spread to go along with that great to 
elite defense. 2020 Alabama and 2019 LSU honestly look like more exceptions to that rule than the rule, which I will admit deceived me. But fantastic game by Georgia. The dogs dominated from start to finish. They suffocated Tennessee. This team, like Ohio State, Georgia, this is the matchup that I want to see in the national title. Like, setting bias aside. Honestly, as a Michigan fan, I want Michigan-OSU to play November 26th and then to rematch in the national title game. Which, if Notre Dame beats Clemson, and right now they are, and if LSU beats Alabama, which right now they are, that can be a great possibility. And I'm rooting for Notre Dame and LSU to win their respective matchups tonight. But from an objective point of view, Georgia-Ohio State, a matchup that has never happened in the college football playoff era, it hasn't, surprisingly. Show that to me on TV, please. Two great defenses, two great offenses, actually two elite offenses and two elite defenses. Who are we kidding ourselves? Ohio State is one of the best offenses in the nation. Georgia's one of the best defenses in the nation. And Georgia's offense is borderline elite, if not elite. It's the same thing with Ohio State's defense. They're just not as good as the the other side of the coin. They're pretty balanced overall. Special teams is probably their biggest weakness for both of those. Ohio State's not high in efficiency. Georgia's about average, above average. But Jackpod Lesney, again, great kicker. Jesse Murko's a good punter for Ohio State, and Noah Ruggles is a good kicker for Ohio State, so give me that matchup on TV, please, if, you know, from an objective point of view. Honestly, as a Michigan fan, I still want the game to be repeated on the national stage. Todd Monken is the genius OC we all know him to be. Pass and rush game are elite. When your quarterback goes, like, when he goes 17 of 25 for 257 yards, 10.3 yards per attempt, and two touchdowns, and has nearly a 100 QBR against the number one team in the country. Granted, did not have a good secondary, but it's still valid. That's amazing. And Georgia engineered, engineered these things. Like, passing the ball... Like, I, I love what Georgia does with their screens to Brock Bowers, because you, you get him behind the line of scrimmage, you get him running downfield, and you can't stop him because he's just big and physical. He has so many yards after contact. I like what they did with Arian Smith matching him up one-on-one downfield, a perfect ball by Stetson Bennett. Georgia receivers averaged 15.1 yards per reception with a long of 52. Tennessee receivers, they averaged... 8.5 yards per reception. Cedric Tillman led the team in receiving yards with 68. Jalen Hyatt again led the team in average yards per reception with 10.5. He was second in receiving yards with 63. Absolutely. Absolutely fantastic. Good job by Todd Bonkin. The Georgia defense is much more dominant than I thought as well, and I've kind of already went over this point. They held Tennessee... You know, Tennessee typically, they like that game where they don't have a whole lot of T.O.P., but they had 29 minutes of it. So Georgia's defense slowed down Tennessee's offense. 
forced them to work at a slower pace. They held them to under 300 total yards. They forced two turnovers and only allowed one touchdown in the fourth quarter. Tennessee outgained Georgia in first downs, 21 to 18, but that's an illusion because Georgia had a ton of big plays. Tennessee never had a single big play. Tennessee was three and five on fourth down, two of 14 on third down. Georgia, by comparison, didn't even attempt a fourth down conversion. They were seven of 12 on third down. And Tennessee averaged 2.2 yards per rush. Something Josh Pate and others mentioned was what helped Tennessee beat Alabama was the fact they could run the football on them. They could not run the football on Georgia. And that, from the get-go, doomed their play-action game, doomed their deep ball game. It doomed their entire game plan. That Georgia D-line manhandled that Tennessee O-line. And there were comments in the preview video saying that Tennessee might be better in the trenches. And I... I watch more Big Ten, so I admit I haven't watched these two teams as closely as I have Ohio State and Michigan, but just from a raw talent perspective, just from a raw talent perspective, no, Georgia has miles better trench play. Again, just from raw talent perspective, and they have some of the best defensive and offensive coaches in the nation. From the beginning, Tennessee looked rattled in Sanford Stadium, multiple false starts, that stadium was loud. It was full of red. Everything that you would want from a game day environment, all the fans did was help Georgia further constrict and choke Tennessee into submission. And even though I picked Tennessee to win and I wanted Tennessee to win, it was beautiful. Like, you cannot, and I'm a Michigan fan again. And I get flack for praising Ohio State. You cannot hate greatness. You can't do it. If you are objective, you cannot hate greatness unless it's a result of cheating or immorality, which is not what has built up Georgia football. Like That would be Texas A&M if they could win football games. I'm pretty sure they lost to Florida and fell to 3-6. and six. But you can't hate greatness. And the environment... The players on the field, the coaches off the field, up in the press box, the, the like Uncle Lou, a fan who, you know, he's at his own home, Georgia fan. Everything for Georgia, recruiting, embodies greatness. You can't, you cannot, you can't hate it. Tennessee looked physically inferior to Georgia at every position, including wide receiver. Quarterback, that'd be the hardest position to judge since Hendon Hooker had a far inferior supporting cast to Stetson Bennett. But by QBR, which tries to QBR tries to measure things from a more neutral perspective, not just raw stats, Stetson Bennett still had the far better game. And Hendon Hooker's chances to win the Heisman, I hate to say it, but with a pick, they're likely gone. Like with that pick, with the 22 out of 33 for not even 200 yards, they're likely gone. Now that he had a better passer rating and threw more yards than C.J. Stroud did, I will say that. So Hendon Hooker and C.J. Stroud, who were the two front runners for the award, they had terrible days. Absolutely atrocious performances. Blake Corum at Michigan, we will see how he does. Right now he has 11 carries for 53 yards and a TD. So already that's a, as good or a better performance than those two. USC with Caleb Williams, that will be interesting. I imagine Caleb Williams will tear down California and put his name higher in the list. Stetson Bennett, 
just with what Georgia did today, and his hit a three total touchdowns. He's crossed the double digit mark in passing touchdowns, and he's going to be high in you know total passing yards. And just with the amazing story he has, and the fact that his team's undefeated, his odds will definitely rise. And also look for Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Let me tell you something. You know the quarterback who was just destroyed by Georgia's defense. Bo Nix was 20 of 24 for 274 and two TDs. So Georgia has shut down two elite, two Heisman caliber QBs. And part of that's due to the fact that those Heisman caliber QBs don't have the same supporting cast like that Stetson Bennett does, for example. They don't have amazing offensive lines or amazing players. Oregon plays in an inferior conference. Tennessee... No one Tennessee has faced except for Alabama is close to Georgia. And Alabama, they look like a tier lower than Georgia. I will say that for certain. So great win for Georgia. In my mind, you know, it's you were Ohio State for number one solely because of the impressive performance, not to punish Ohio State for what they did, but to reward Georgia for what they have done, like to Tennessee, which I didn't think they would do. I'd say you're my number one team in the nation right now. Not a question about it. And with that, that's the end of this video. If you liked it, please hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts on this video down below. Thank you guys for watching, and I'll see you guys later. Good night, and have fun watching nighttime college football.